The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now we're joined by Pora Corkin here of the Horkin Garden Centre family uh, to talk about gardening at this particular time of year in the wake of storms and perhaps more storms to come. Pori, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, uh, trees, and we've seen a number of trees coming down. Uh, there are diseased trees out there that are still standing but may not stand for long too. Absolutely. Well, you might remember, Pat, last June, you and I were chatting about ash dieback disease. So this is a disease that came into Ireland, believe it or not, over 11 years ago. And it has been slowly killing our native Irish ash tree right throughout the country, particularly in the west of Ireland, because it's spread by moisture. It's a fungal pathogen. It lands on the leaves and attacks the ash tree. And many ash trees, particularly during the summer, you'll notice the damage because obviously the limbs and trees have died and they're denuded of foliage. And my advice really at that time in the middle of June was to identify those trees. Landowners and county councils could have used the summer last year to really identify the trees and take out problem ash trees. And we are seeing lots of damage. The other thing, noticeable thing, Pat, is that ivy, because the trees are defoliated during the summer, uh, ivy can then, English ivy can spread up through the branches. And again, we're seeing lots of trees, particularly over the last two storms, where ivy has been a significant factor in adding weight to the trees and bringing the trees down um, with them. So really my advice is native Irish ash trees, they need to be checked and particularly Mm. those along vulnerable road areas that need to be taken out. And there's no cure for ash dieback at the moment? Unfortunately not. There's no there's no practical solution to it. Chagas are doing fantastic work in building up resistant varieties. So they're checking the native ash and those that are showing not showing any any um or showing resistance to ash back disease, they're propagating those and hopefully over time we'll end up with a resistant variety of ash that we can repopulate the area. But for trees that are there at the moment, I mean we're talking about thousands of trees patch that are affected as It has been working its way right throughout the country for the last 11 years. And ash, it's a hardwood. It's very, very heavy. So if the limbs come down, they do serious damage. Absolutely. Uh, To be aware of that. Uh, Other things to do in the post-storm situation? Yeah, well, uh, for garden trees, if you've got some silver birch or some garden trees, do check them, particularly if they're planted over the last number of years. Check the stakes, check the ties. I've noticed quite a number of trees are leaning over um, after the stormy weather and the wet soil. So pull those back, restake them, retie them, check your trees. If you need to do some pruning, please don't cut them back like a tabletop. I often see that done where people go in and cut back an ash tree or a cherry tree, literally sawing all the branches back to reduce the height of the tree. It's better just to selectively take out some heavier branches to allow the air move through so that you maintain the overall shape of the, of the tree. Also, Pat, if you are cutting back trees, particularly with larger wounds, my advice is to put on a prune and seal compound. You'll get it in your local garden centre. That helps to seal up the wounds and stops any infection getting in. And if for, for listeners that are in exposed areas where, um, you know, lots of wind is a problem, consider planting some deciduous trees so or deciduous hedging, particularly beech, um, carpine especialist, the hornbeam works really well, white thorn, maybe a native Irish hedge. What you're trying to do is filter the wind and slow it down rather than stopping it. So for windy areas, consider planting. This is the time of year when we plant our hedgerows right through February and early March. 
Now, Porik, some interesting questions. One from South Africa, where a listener is tuned in. If I take uh, ash samplings from Ireland to plant in South Africa, will it grow given the reverse climate, you know, Southern Hemisphere? Yes, it will. I mean, ash is, is such a, a versatile plant. It will absolutely grow. Um, it'll grow right through Europe and it will grow in South Africa as well. Yeah, but don't bring a diseased plant with you. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> when is the correct time of year to cut back a viburnum bush? Well, viburnums are in flower at the moment. So viburnum tinus, for example, is in full flower at the moment, as is bodnatensis, which is the lovely pink flowering form with fabulous scent this time of year. So anything that flowers from through the winter and spring. So the plants like viburnums or camellias, we prune them immediately after flowering. So viburnum tinus, for example, will flower up until the end of April. And it's at that time of year you prune it back. So pruning is always done depending on when the plant is in flower. So leave it, enjoy it at the moment, and then prune immediately the flowers fade. Give it a feed and you'll have lots of colour this time next year as well. A question from Will. I have a purple pitcher plant in a pot which thrived during the summer. Any tips for keeping it healthy in the winter months? Oh, such an interesting plant, Pat. This is the pitcher plant. It's the common pitcher plant. It's got these lovely purple uh, funnel-shaped or or pitcher-shaped leaves. So the leaves form this perfect pitcher. In the bottom of the pitcher is a syrup. It's a carnivore. It actually attracts uh, beetles, spiders, insects in the garden. It tends to be a woodland plant. It is semi-tender. So the fact that Will has it in a pot, I would actually move it into a greenhouse or a cold tunnel or maybe a cold conservatory for the winter. It tends to lose some of its foliage over the winter period and you just put it outside next March and April and it will thrive again. So a very interesting and unusual plant and it does its bit for biodiversity and helping to control the insects. I have an older house. Uh, Ivy is taking over in our hedges. Can you give me some ideas how to treat? That's from Brita and Limerick. Yeah, a little bit like that, the ivy. And look, ivy is a fantastic plant. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of ivy when it's growing in the right location. But up through trees or up through hedges, this is the time to control it. So you, you simply cut the ivy at ground level. The, the remaining part will die away naturally. And then once it re-sprouts in March or early April, you can treat it with a weed control just to kill off the rest of the ivy. So it's a very, very easy plant to control. This is the time year to cut it back and then as it re-emerges treat it and that will see it off. Uh, Leaves falling off my standard olive tree in the last week it's looking quite bare it's four years old. Yeah, over the winter, olives will tend to lose quite a bit of foliage, up to 70 or 80 percent. Um, really, it, it's it's very natural at this time of year, and particularly with the weather conditions we've had with a heavy frost and wind, it will re-generate uh, new foliage as we come into March and April. So leave it alone at the moment. It doesn't need any feeding, and we start the feeding process with olives from about St. Patrick's weekends, about the middle of March, Pat, a good liquid feed. It'll bring it back into full growth again. I have strawberry plants inside a greenhouse. A lot of them have blue mould. Uh, what's yeah. best to do with them? Cut them back or get rid of them? Okay, well, the, the time to cut strawberries back is when you've actually picked and eaten the final strawberry. So generally August, September is a really good time to cut back the foliage. It gets rid of all that the problems with diseases over the winter. You get a flush of new growth in the autumn that carries through the winter. My advice really is just to tidy them up, take off any of the dead or dying foliage, trim them up and give them a liquid feed again as we come into March. The key thing if you've got strawberries in a greenhouse is when they come into flower in April, make sure that you open up all 
all the windows and doors because the bees need to get in to pollinate the flowers so that you, you have fruit this coming season. So it ties them up at the moment, liquid feed in March and make sure there's plenty of ventilation to let the insects in, the bees in. My lemon tree is thriving indoors. However, I've noticed some of the leaves are bitten through. No sign of any grubs. Please advise. Well, a small bit of, of foliage damage, Pat, on the leaves is nothing to worry about. I mean, lemons are very tough. Um, they can grow out of doors, as I mentioned last week, certainly from May right through to September here in Ireland and do really well. You take them in for the winter. So a small bit of leaf damage is no harm. If you've got kind of U-shaped marks, it could be something like vine weevil, which is a black beetle that attacks the foliage, but also can attack the roots. The larvae can attack the roots. So if it's that, then I would certainly treat it with something um, like uh, Provado, which is a, a liquid in- insecticide that you can add to the soil. will control both the grubs and the actual adult yeah. pests as well. But a small little bit of damage is nothing to worry about. Uh, maybe time for a couple more. Any advice about protecting my trees against deer? We've recently had a small herd of deer appear in our area. They've never been here before. And beautiful and all as they are, they're really causing a lot of damage to my trees. And I'm nervous about the saplings coming into leaf soon. That's from Paul. Absolutely. And if if deer or hares eat the bark of the tree, the tree will absolutely fail. If, the, if it loses its bark 360 right around the, the, um, the, the entire stem, your tree is going to die. So it's very important to, to protect them. You can get a product called grazers, um, which is made from calcium. It's a natural product. You simply apply it onto the stem and bark of the trees and deer, hares, goats, any of the, um, you know, anything that gnaws at, at the actual plant will they, they dislike the taste of that. So that's a product called grazers. You simply mix it in water and apply it to the stems at this time of year and that helps to stop it. But ideally you want to fence out the deer as much as possible. And a final one, it's simply two words, bindweed help. <laughs> well, bindweed at the moment, Pat, has disappeared. It's a, it's a herbaceous uh, uh, weed which basically dies back in the winter, so it's non-visible at the moment. As it comes into growth in March and April, that's the time to treat it. You're going to need to use a systemic weed control. If you try to dig it, you're only propagating the plant. So get on it early, about the middle of March, early April, as it's beginning to reappear from soil level. Corey Corkin, thank you very much for joining us. And that's it. A reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the News Talk app part by Gola. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am. On News Talk.